Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Spurs are going to have a couple days off before they get back home to face the Kings. Roadie road trip is over, and the stretch run of the season is here. With just a few games left on the schedule, and, well, depending on how things shake out, it could be an early you know, summer for the Spurs, which means draft time. We're going to be looking at the draft the concept of tanking at this point of the season for the Spurs and who should the Spurs target in that draft to do that and more. I'm joined by San Antonio sports stars, Jack Thompson, the coach of the Saturday morning hangover and the post up Jack. Welcome back to lockdown Spurs. What's up, Jeff? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing really, really good, man. You know, when it comes to college ball, you're you got your pulse on it don't you i mean you really got an idea of the players and i mean you follow you follow college ball don't you oh yeah college basketball is really like my true passion i i'm just in love with the game been obsessed with it for quite a while and just you know the stats and info about players just seems to stick in my head really well so yeah i definitely have a, a feel for the pulse yeah um yeah, I couldn't think of a better person to turn to for this episode of Lockdown Spurs because you heard right now, you know, the Spurs season is slowly winding down. And look, there's a chance they can make the play-in tournament, extend their season a bit. But for all intents and purposes, it could be in a very early summer for the Spurs, which means a lot of fans are going to be focusing now on the draft. So let's get them going. Let's get them a little a primer here uh, before, uh, you know, draft time gets here. But before we do that, Jack, you were on tank boat, man. You were on tank watch. You wanted the tank to happen. It looks like the Spurs are probably just are likely to fall into that play-in tournament. How do you feel about that? It looks like the Spurs are not trying to have a race to the bottom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been captain team tank for the last two seasons for sure. But with the Derek White move and just, you know, the freeing up of I guess just minutes and touches for our younger guys. I'm cool with them chasing the uh, the play-in and playoffs just because we've, you know, we never really solidified our position in the tank. We were always, you know, up and down, winning, losing. So if we're right there for the playoffs right here at the end, we might as well put all our chips in the basket and go for it. It looks like that's what the Spurs are going to do. Vassell, Popovich, DeMurray, even before he got traded, Derek White, they're all like, no, we're not here to tank. We're here to push forward and make that playoffs. They're aiming for the playoffs, Jack, which is definitely going to hurt their stock when it comes to moving up in the draft. But let's let's dive into this already. And it it seems to me the Spurs, I mean, you know, whatever can happen, you know, I know nobody can predict the future, but are likely to land outside of the top 10. How detrimental is that? Is that really going to be bad for this rebuild to fall outside of the top 10 and basically be where they've been for the last few seasons in that 11, 12, 14, 15 range? I wouldn't say it's hugely detrimental because while this is a good draft, it's extremely top heavy. And like the first, probably I would say down to like the five spots. So us, unless we were going to fall into that top five and really chase the tank and, you know, go after it hard, it wasn't going to make much of a difference if we fell between six and, you know, 14, mm-hmm. which is really what it's looking like for our first pick. So it's not a huge deal. 
but we fall out of the realm of possibility that, you know, someone maybe we wanted in that top five maybe falls out of it. So, mm-hmm. but besides that, the caliber of players between six and 14 are, they're not, it's not a big gap. So it's not a huge deal. You know, I know you're, you're talking about this in a while, but, you know, with all signs pointing to them falling outside of that top 10, could they find an impact player that's going to help them immediately uh, in this draft? Let's just say we're making this up. They fall at number 12 or 13, 14, something like that. Is that going to be a player that can contribute right away or, you know, in the Spurs, you might see them in Austin? Uh, There's a couple that potentially could uh, make an impact right away, but I'm sure they're going to see some Austin time regardless of they're that player or not. So we Mm -hmm. should just kind of get that (laughs) stuck in our heads (laughs) right now and not not be so upset when it happens because it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I look at the Spurs team, and they got a lot of um, a lot of weapons in the war chest heading into the offseason, the money. They got a lot of money. They got three mm-hmm. first-round picks. Uh, they mm-hmm. got a, a handful of a second-round picks. They're sitting pretty. Knowing that, Jack, do you feel confident with the Spurs heading into this draft? Yeah, I, I do feel confident. I think there's a lot of uh, different scenarios that we can – uh, do to better our team for, you know, next season in the foreseeable future, whether that's packaging picks, uh, trading them for players and not even taking it, not even drafting anybody because we already have such a young team, uh, you know, and even, you know, picking all three and, you know, see what the best comes out of it for the future. But there are several scenarios in which if the Spurs play it out right, it can quickly impact our team for next season. Talk with Jack Thompson. He is with San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. And we're talking about the draft here, uh, getting you ready for the offseason because the Spurs current season is winding down pretty fast. Um, all right. So so we know where they're likely going to stand, you know, outside of that top 10, uh, you know, at the rate they're, you know, going right now in their season. Jack, before we get to specific names who might be in the in the pool, you know, because NBA hasn't announced who's in the draft pool yet, but we can pretty much guess who's going to be there. Um, yeah. What? 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 Who should they target? You know, is it going to be? You know, I don't know where you stand. You know, are you a best available guy? Are you target a specific need? Because if we go best available, then okay, it's wide open. But if we go with targeting needs. They need a big. They need bigs that can stretch the floor, whether it be the four or the five spot. Do you think they can find that wherever they land in the draft? Yeah, definitely. I have some some players for sure that could fill that need that we can find in, in that uh, round, mid to late first round. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of maybe like superstar talent in this draft outside of the top five. There's definitely a lot of players who are going to have the availability to play for a long time and be working themselves up into, you know, that maybe all-star caliber level like we've seen uh, the Spurs do and up players from other teams. So, yeah, we can definitely find some serviceable guys to make a quick impact outside of that top 10. Are you a first, are you a best available guy or a draft on need? I'm I'm probably a best available guy because if you start drafting on need, then you're going to pass up players and 
the way that, you know, the NBA works, it's a business. So you got to take the best available and build the best roster, no matter if that means, you know, maybe getting rid of some of the fan favorites or not. You just got to yeah. kind of push forward and make the best of what you got. So I'm, I'm a best available drafter for sure. All right. So let's dive into it there. And uh, who do you think could be there going with your best available mindset here? For the Spurs, wherever they land in that, you know, early to late round, first round pick. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we all know you will too. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It offers uh, fast withdrawals. It's safe. You can even get it on the App Store and on Google Play. Hey, look, Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, points scored, rebounds, steals, even allows mixed sports entries, and doesn't just offer NBA. They got options on the college basketball scene, college football, NFL, MLB, if there is one, soccer, MMA, and much, much more. For limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users. You get $50 for free if a player in your Price Pick entry scores a single point. But you got to use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today. Get get yourself that code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first Price Pick entry scores a single point. Our first pick is probably going to be between, like, uh, I would say 8 and 12, depending on if we make the play-in or not. And if we do make it, it'll probably be, like, 11 and 12. If not, it'll be, like, 8 or 9. Some players that I would like to for the Spurs to get in that range, uh, probably tops on my list would be Keegan Murray from Iowa. He's a 6'8", small forward, power forward. He's up for player of the year and all of the NCAA. He averages, uh, I want to say, over 20 points a game. He's got great shooting from deep. Yeah, he averages 23 points a game, gets eight rebounds, is uh, two blocks, really versatile on defense, and shoots the three at a high clip. So a 6'8 player that can step into our four and do that would be really nice. Uh, there's a big center out of Memphis named Jalen Duran. He's 6'11", hyper-athletic, chiseled like a rock, like a baby yeah. Dwight Howard, kind of. And uh, he just plays well above the rim whenever possible. He'd be an immediate lob threat. And uh, he's starting to show touch for some mid-range shooting. So if you can develop that side mm -hmm. of him, then he can be a very good player. And I would say lastly, in that range, someone that I'm looking for – might be one of the biggest lottery tickets in the whole draft, is a shooting guard out of Kentucky. He's a player that is supposed to be still in high school right now, but he graduated early, so he could get a, a head start on his uh, training for next season in Kentucky. But because he is the number one player in the 2022 class, he is being projected to enter the, lot, enter the NBA draft and be a late to uh, – you know, right outside of the lottery player. His name's Shaden Sharp. He's 6'6", 200 pounds. 
extremely, extremely athletic and just oozes star power when you see his kind of like his high school mixtape. He can shoot it. It's got an array of combo dribbles. Really hard to stay in front of and just, like I said, hyper, hyper athletic. Might be might be the most athletic player on the Spurs when he get, if he was drafted. So Shaden Sharp, Keegan Murray, and Jalen Duran are really who I would look at for the Spurs' first pick in the first round. You know, it's it's pretty telling because you know Lonnie Walker. We know that he is an athletic freak. You know, so this if this yeah. guy is more athletic than Lonnie, that that's saying something. Was that like in any type of order, like your number one to number three, or of the three is probably, there one? Yeah, yeah. How would you organize them? Um, it's tough. I would probably they're all neck and neck. I mean, uh, obviously, Shaden Sharp is going to be more of a project because he hasn't played even a minute of college basketball yet. So getting him straight ready for the NBA might take a little bit more time. So I'd probably go Keegan Murray just because he's going to be the most ready and kind of fills not only best player available, but a need for the Spurs in that stretch four. So mm-hmm. probably Keegan Murray, Jalen Duran, and then, yeah, probably Shaden Sharp in that order. Yeah, I, I you know, the Spurs in their rebuild right now, um, I, do, do you think a guy that is a project like Sharp would fit into this rebuild? Or you don't think the Spurs are looking for a project player right now because they ditched Luka Samadich pretty fast, you know, when he wasn't panning out. I'm just afraid something similar would ha- that happened to a, a kid like that who's a project and it just isn't panning out and they waste a first-round pick. There's always the, uh, you know, the probability of that happening, drafting someone like Luka or a Shaden Sharp, I guess. But to say, like, Shaden Sharp and Luka are, I would say, on completely – Luka Simonic are on completely different tiers of player. I mean, if this kid was to return to t- Kentucky, Calipari saying that he could be the number one pick next year. He's that good. He looks that good in practice. He's that elite of a talent. So I don't think we would have to worry about that happening with this kid. I think it's just going to be a matter of getting him up to pace with the NBA and the system and – you know, turning his body from a kid's body into an NBA player's body. But as far as the basketball goes, I don't think this kid would really miss a beat. He's he's really that good. Yeah. And, I mean, we did take the same flyer on Josh Primo last year. That's a kid true. that was projected to be in the lottery this year. But we got him, you know, right outside last year. So it's not out of the realm of, you know, possibility of what the Spurs do. But – if we're looking for a more ready player that can, you know, maybe play some next year and make an impact, I would go Keegan Murray. Yeah, what I got to ask you though, um, you know, if they do go best available, and mm-hmm. what are the best available is a guard, whatever it's, it's a talent at that position. You know, Spurs fans would probably flip tables and say, "What are you doing drafting a guard? You got Dejounte, you got you know, you know, Primo in the waiting in the wings, blah blah blah." But are there any guards that could possibly be where the Spurs might draft at that if you're in that war room with San Antonio, you're telling Brian Wright, no, pull the trigger, get him in here now? Yeah, if we end up picking, I would say, inside of the top ten and we don't make the play-in, there are a couple guards that, you know, I wouldn't be mad at us taking. First would be uh, Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, another uh, National Player of the Year candidate. He's a combo guard, 6'5", out of Wisconsin. 
he has just been tearing up the Big Ten. He's one of the leaders in points in the – he averages, what, let's see, 22 a game here. He's getting eight rebounds himself on top of three assists and two steals. He's just the immediate – I think this guy would be an immediate impact player. He is just a bucket getter, mm-hmm. has led Wisconsin to a lot of comebacks. And he's just one of the best players in the nation right now. So Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin would be a guard that I would not be upset with. Another one would be uh, from Arizona. His name is Benedict Matherin. Mm-hmm. He's a 6'7", kind of 2-3 combo. Hyper-athletic and uh, has shown a really great scoring prowess for uh, you know, such a young player. He's uh, a second-year player. He's averaging 17 points. Six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block mm-hmm. per game. And he shoots it really well from three. He's shooting about 40% from three this year on five attempts per game. So that's a player who is, uh, you know, is NBA ready. Maybe not right away, mm-hmm. but he has the prowess to become maybe a, a pretty good scorer in the NBA. So those two I would not be upset with. Um you know, there's a point guard, shooting guard out of Notre Dame named Blake Wisely who's made a really good name for himself in his first season. Not really someone I want, but he shows a lot of potential, so I wouldn't be upset with him. And there's one more that could fall into that range for us. His name is Ty Ty Washington. He's a point guard out of Kentucky. He's a, a freshman. He's 6'3". He shows great, just a great head on his shoulders for the game he's averaging 13 points four assists four rebounds and a couple steals and he shoots it really well from three as well so that's another guard while not necessarily what we want we if we got him he could definitely turn into a really good player so and if we're losing you you know we've lost um Derek we might lose Lonnie so if that ends up happening we are gonna need some more guards so yeah, we're gonna potentially like those are guys that could be flyers at that position. But like you said, guard is not really what I'm looking at that is gonna take us mm-hmm. over the top because we already have yeah. some really good ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, it's glaring what the Spurs need. They need a big man that can stretch the floor. You know, yeah, Eubanks didn't work out. You know, he's now you know in Portland. You know, uh, uh-huh. Jock. You know, seems to be that, but. You know he's a he's a he's a uh, liability on the defensive end. Um, Zach, what do you think about Zach Collins? Are you going to give him one more year? You know, maybe you give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt for the remaining of this of this season. But could Zach be that stretch big they 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 need? Yeah, potentially. I mean, he's played well for us already, and this has only been his first like. Let's say he's played. 12 games so far. These are only his first 12 games in the past two seasons. So to expect him to come out and blow you away right away is kind of kind of criminal. I mean, the man's just getting back used to playing in the NBA, and like he's only played in our system for a little bit. So I definitely think we give him another year to uh, reacclimate himself and get himself better fit in our system because I think he can be a really good player for us. And yeah, maybe that potential stretch four, stretch five that we need on the field. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, 
You can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. You know, the, the good thing about the Spurs this offseason is they got options. They got plenty of options. Uh, oh, and yeah. one option is is to move up in the draft. Is this a draft where the Spurs have to entertain moving up in this draft? Oh, yeah, I would say absolutely. But only if we can really – I mean, unless there are guys on our, our big board that they have higher than me. But unless we're getting inside of, you know, maybe the top five, or we're trying to get into the lottery if we've fallen out, then, yeah, definitely we have the the resources and draft capital to do so. So if we're trying to get into that top ten to maybe get a Keegan Murray or even into that top five to maybe take a, take a chance to see if we can get one of those big three players, Jabari Smith, Chet Holgram, or Paolo Benchero, I would definitely uh, make that attempt because if we can do that, then it immediately – uh, boost our talent level and our team for mm-hmm. next season. We're talking with Jack Thompson right here on Lockdown Spurs. He is with the San Antonio Sports Star, and he's a co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover and the Post Up. Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson thirty three. Uh, speaking of uh, the Hangover and the Post Up, how are you and pleasure doing? What's going on in your all show? Doing great, man. I, uh, just a, a whole lot of basketball right now, which is which is great for me. So we've just been watching the Spurs real close, keeping our eye on them to see what our chances are to see if we can get into that play-in. Right now it's looking really good. I mean, in a, the month, of, the month mm-hmm. of March in our 14 games, I believe nine of them are against teams with losing records. Uh, yep. So if we can take care of business in the month of March, we're definitely looking at that play-in tournament. So be ready, Spurs, cause, Spurs fans, because the Spurs are – are not giving up. They're they're playing hard for that playing, and I fully expect us to get it. You, you know, I know we're talking about the draft right now and names and what they could do, but I gotta get your quick thoughts on this. We talked about this yesterday on Lockdown Spurs to get your thoughts on it. How dangerous could the Spurs team be in a playing tournament or possibly a first round uh, opponent? Dangerous, man. I think really dangerous, and I don't think anyone would want to want to play us, especially since the uh, All Star break. DeJounte's playing at a super high competitive level. We've got Jakob career high, Keldon career high. Lonnie now has, what is it, five or six games in a row with 20 yeah. points or more. So, yeah, I mean, we're firing at all cylinders, and I don't think a team wants to play us and try to win one game because we've got a y- lot of really hungry young guys that are chasing that playoff berth. So I think it would be a tough out for any team that, that draws us in that play in tournament. Yeah, I I, I predicted on um, Los yesterday that if the Spurs were to survive the tournament and get into that first round, I could see them 
giving a, a Suns a Memphis. Well, maybe not, I don't know about Memphis, but well, you know, John Rant loves to cook San Antonio. Yeah, but, he cooked uh, Yeah. Uh, a, a Warriors or a Phoenix Sun teams, maybe a gentleman, a gentleman's game, a gentleman's series. They get yeah. the one. I guess I could I could definitely see that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a gentleman if this either against San, uh, Phoenix or Golden State. But um yeah, uh, I think this this team is dangerous and they're only going to get more dangerous next season because of the draft and where they pretty be positioning with three first round picks, handful of second yeah. rounders and the and and the possibility of moving up. So overall, Jack, you you really feel good about this about the Spurs team heading into the 2022 NBA draft. Yeah, if we take care of business, uh, and either way, you know, it's kind of a win-win situation. We make the playoffs, it's good for our current team. If we don't make the playoffs and fall earlier in that lottery, it's better for our future team. So, and on top of that, having three picks, two of all three probably within the top 20 is going to be real big for us, for sure. Can it be an instant turnaround? Now, you know, let's just, you know, go with this. And they say, look, they keep all three first round picks. Okay. They don't move up. They don't mm-hmm. trade nothing. They just stick to wherever they fall. Do you, and all three of those first rounders are, is Jack Thompson, the GM of the Spurs in the war room, Brian Wright. Is he picking all stretch bigs? Or are you varying it up? Uh, I'm kind of varying it up. I, my picks would be between center and kind of small forward. So, but all all bigger guys that can kind of rotate within that maybe three, four, or four and five spot, but definitely guys you want that have some shooting prowess for sure. Yeah, that just seems to be the missing piece right now for this team. Uh, a quality big that can stretch the floor on you know and defend. Yeah, uh, and they they lack that. I think they're that player away now. Are they that you know if they get that guy in the draft or frequency? Are they vaulted into you know, oh, they're destined to get the title. No, they're not. They're still a work in progress. But this really, really, you know, hurries up the rebuild. You know, and, and, oh, yeah. instead of instead of a long, drawn-out rebuild, you know, this puts it on the fast track. And they definitely got to take that. But, yeah, I think I think everybody's uh, cheering for, what is it, uh, Boston losses and Raptors losses? Is that, is that the trick with those other two first-rounders? It is, for sure. Yeah. So if, if you're out there listening, uh, Spurs fans, remember, whoever the teams that the Raptors are, or the Celtics are cheering for, yes, that means you got to cheer against Derek White. You got to hope either those teams loses or both of them. Because the more, what is it? The more they lose, the higher the pick the higher, becomes. Yeah. The higher, for, or the lower the pick. Lower pick, yeah, right. So, yeah, you got to be cheering for that. Yeah, there's so many things going on this offseason. It's going to be an exciting time for the San Antonio Spurs. We've got a few more minutes here. With Jack Thompson with the San Antonio Sports Star, I gotta ask him about kicks. I have to ask you about kicks. I asked uh, your co-host Pleasure about this on Monday's mm-hmm. Locked On, so I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I, and by the way, his answer was yes to this question: Is New Balance a sneaker that has arrived as far as being a, a player in the in the basketball kicks world? Um, I'm not sure if they've necessarily arrived. I still, I still think a lot of people sleep on them, but mm-hmm. they've built a quality roster in terms of, you know, the players that wear New Balance kicks on the court. And I think they're a great shoe. I mean, I have a pair of DeJounte's New Balances, and I love playing ball on them. So I think the more um, 
the more, you know, kind of name brand players they add to yeah. their roster, I think they will arrive for sure because they make a good looking shoe and it's also a great basketball shoe to play in. Which, which uh, Murray's do you have? I have the uh, Fiesta edition ones, the all pink body with the yeah. steel laces. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the game against Memphis, the the game that ended uh, the roadie road trip, he Murray switched his shoes at halftime. He was wearing the brand new the marigold blues, yeah, uh, in the first half, and then in the second half he switched to the Fiesta kicks, and then he got tossed. Mm. I don't know I if you remember not. that. I don't know if he will ever wear those shoes again after he got ejected for a lame pass <laughs> for yeah. passing the ball to the ref, Jack. That's what he did. He passed the ball to the ref, and the ref got touchy feely. Threw him out. So first, first ejection in his career. Yeah, I, I like, I like the New Balance shoes. I, I think they're all right. My only knock on them, though, and, and maybe you disagree or agree, is that they're slow to bring them out to the public. Yeah, they are really slow to bring them to the public. That's for sure. Why do you think that is? Is just this the way it is now? You know, with just not uh, a huge demand, okay. so they don't have to rush them to the shelves. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Murray's um, new uh, New Balance that he showed at the All Star Game? The, those marigold blues. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I liked them a lot. Um, and he has a lot of PEs that he doesn't release. A lot he of he does PEs have that... a lot of PEs. Yeah, yeah, he has the OG PEs, which were, I believe, the an alternate Fiesta kit looking shoe. It was like the first run he had with New Balance in that line. And he has a Fiesta-inspired um, PE that I've been told was going to be released, and it just never has since. And then mm. he has a one that's dedicated to Seattle. That one has the skyline of Seattle on the shoe. The ones in the yeah, public, yeah. you don't have that. It just it just says the Omnis. I think that was called the Omni, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, look, I, I don't mind the New Balance. I got... I got even that. I don't know if you ever seen these. You ever seen those one Murray's where they're uh, very neon colors? Do you remember those? Yeah, very bright, bright, bright yellow and purple. He. I don't really mm-hmm. see him wear those a lot, but he definitely leans towards the maroon ones, the Fiesta ones, the marigolds, and that's about it. Those are like his his rotation. But yeah, just want to get your thoughts on that since y'all do talk about that on the post up as well as The Hangover. And speaking of the post-up and The Hangover, one more time, tell us what is going on with that show, why fans should be tuning in. Man, if you've got any questions on the Spurs, definitely tune in for that, just like you tune in here. We always hit that really hard every show. If you're worrying about, you know, any NFL news, lockout news for the MLB, we cover it all on the Saturday morning Hangover. When it comes to the post-up, really just hit hoops really hard. We talk about NBA headlines, Spurs headlines. It's going to be real uh, into college basketball over the next, you know, like month and a half. March Madness. And then we also break away from that and talk a little bit about the culture, mainly sneakers. So if you got an interest in any of that, Pudge and I are your guys because we hit it hard every week. Um, you think there's going to be baseball this year or not? Nah? Uh, yeah, they'll probably be baseball. There's too much money for there not to be any baseball, but it needs to be a shorter season anyway, so I think this might work out better for the MLB in the long run. And I got to ask you one more thing. Are you going to go see the Batman? 
Oh, yeah. I'm super excited to go see that. You know, I predict very... that it's, 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 the side characters are going to carry the carry the movie, you know, be more of the, the focus. And so far, the reviews say that they're seeing the show. Riddler and Penguin and uh, mm-hmm. Gordon, like, I mean, I've always been a fan of Paul Dano, the guy that's being that's playing the 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 Riddler. I think he's he's a phenomenal yeah. actor. So I, I couldn't think of a perfect thing, but I'm looking at uh uh the Batman, the guy who's playing the Batman, uh, uh Pattinson. You know, I'm Pattinson, really, really, yeah. yeah, I really want to see what he can do with the with the character because this is this is young Batman. This is rookie still. Would you call him a rookie or maybe a sophomore? Still, I mean, he's just spreading his wings, no pun intended. So my big thing, though, Jack, I want him to take a massive L. I don't think we've ever seen that in a Batman movie where he just loses. Outright just yeah, loses. I, I think I think Pattinson, Pattinson's going to surprise a lot of people with how good of a, uh, a Batman he's going to be. I think it's going to be a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely fun. I haven't got the tickets yet. I'm hoping they're not sold out. They probably are already because I'm just dilly-dallying. But, yeah, cannot wait to see that. One more time, he is Jack Thompson. Follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. And check out the post-up and the Saturday morning hangover where at the star. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. We mentioned uh, the other day. We'll just repeat it one more time. Uh, Lockdown Spurs is slowly going to start the transition to YouTube. I already uh, spoke with the YouTube trainers over there at the Lockdown Network. So they're setting me up. Doesn't mean the audio portion is going to be available. It's just going to be another way for you to catch Lockdown Spurs. So I think, Jack, I think one of, I'm one of the last shows on the Lockdown NBA <laughs> roster to be on there. I think it's just me and two, three other teams. So I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so they're they're slowly going to tra- transitioning me over there. So, yeah, just another way for everybody to get locked on Spurs. But for Jack Thompson, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. <laughs>